Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Tony Defio is with me from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is so nice to see you. It is so nice not to be bummed out after a Pittsburgh Steelers loss, as the Steelers lost yesterday, 24-22, to the Cleveland Browns. So many starters were away with leave. And they, so they were not a wall. They were a wall. Is that right? A wall, a W W L. So they were not in there, but the Steelers had a really good showing 10 point underdogs in this game lost by two, almost won this game. So if you had the presence of mind to bet the Steelers in this game and bet big, you would have won. So there you go. Um, I'm getting some, you know what? And I deserve it. I am getting some uh I am getting some flack for saying that I think Baker Mayfield is just an average guy as far as quarterback goes. He did have a pretty good year. I get it. He led them to the playoffs. Um I'm hoping that he is going to fall in line with the last two quarterbacks that led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. That would be one Vinny Testaverde. And there was another guy. You remember him from uh, 2002. He balled out against the Steelers in that wild card game. What was his name, Tony? Oh, I can't remember. I can't, I, I, I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? I, it was on the tip of my tongue like 10 minutes ago when you, when we, when you mentioned that wild card game. Now I can't think of it. Uh, oh, uh, Kelly, Kelly Holcomb. Yes. Yes. There you go. All right. See, I did put my thinking cap on. It just, uh, it fell off for a second. I'm sorry I did that to you. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you and I are we're getting close to 50. Oh um, yeah. 
So we lose those guys. And I got to tell you, I lost them too. So I was hoping you'd bail me out. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Holcomb. But the thing, the last two times, the Cleveland Browns were in the playoffs. They went to Pittsburgh and they lost. Look, I'm not trying, Ezra, I'm not trying to jinx anything. Okay. But I'm just bringing up the facts. We'll knock on wood. But the, the last two times it happened and the Steelers won. Will the third time be a charm for Cleveland? I'm hoping not, but got to bring it up because it's fact. Well, so I mean, go ahead, Tony. Don't doesn't everybody want them to win? Why can't we say that we want we think they're going to win? That's the whole the whole the whole point of being a fan. You think they're going to win? I don't I don't I don't get the whole jinx thing. You, you think they're going to beat Cleveland? You want to you want to win the Super Bowl? So the first step is Cleveland. So if, if you can't say out loud that they're going to win that game, then What's the point of even having a podcast? That's what I say. So sorry, Ezra. There's no jinx. If Brian could had that kind of power, he would be hosting his own podcast, like at the, with Howard Stern. He would have that kind of a kind of a kind of power. No, no, don't go after Ezra. Ezra's my buddy. You know. Oh no, Ezra, I like Ezra. <laughs> I know you do. But Ezra does have a question, and I like this. Who impressed you more, Sean Davis or Marcus Allen? Sean Davis, my nephew. Um, Carlos Davis, my son, they're both on the uh, team. Um, that's not true, but you never know where I was hanging around um, back in the 90s. I'm leaning toward Marcus Allen, but Sean Davis was flying. I got to tell you, Marcus Allen has impressed me more and more week after week. You got to remember, the guy's a safety, and he was just thrown into the linebacker spot probably what July they were talking about it. Then in July, they started doing it. And I wonder if Brad Jewett's Brad, Brad knows. uh, I don't think Brad's in the live chat now, but Brad, you know, knows Marcus Allen's game, watched him at Penn state and knows him. Well, I got to tell you, Marcus Allen, fantastic. Sean Davis. I know a lot about Sean Davis because I live in Maryland. Um, And Sean Davis is, is from near here where I live. And I got to tell you, I was so glad when they brought him back. I would have liked to have seen more from Sean Davis this year. Sean Davis does fly around the ball. That's it. And that hit, my gosh, that hit that they put on, was it on the Joko? Who did he put the the big hit on yesterday? I'm not sure. I I think I missed that part of the game. I I was still coming, uh, coming home from work. He cracked somebody, and uh, that's, that's the thing about Sean Davis. Sean Davis, to me, is a Ryan Clark-type hitter. Um, as far as coverage, he's not Ryan Clark, but Sean Davis is tough. But I got to give the nod to uh, Marcus Allen, and that's one thing that the Steelers do better than others. They do very well with the next man up, where you can feel very comfortable in there. If you had to have Sean Davis getting extended time, I want I don't want it because that means an injury to a starter like Edmonds or Fitzpatrick. But if that happens, you know that uh, Sean Davis is going to do a good job. Marcus Allen has been locking it down. He's been doing really well. I got to tell you, I think Avery Williamson has done a decent job being the fact that he wasn't even on this team and he went to camp with a completely different scheme. You know, he just he just showed up right at the deadline, like two days before the deadline. So, you know, and I was talking about him earlier. You've got some really good death pieces. If you can get your guys back, if you, if Vince Williams stays in there, you get Spillane back. 
I like the depth now that you have with Marcus Allen and with Avery Williamson. That's pretty good depth at inside linebacker, which you did not have at the beginning of the year. And you weren't even talking about these guys. You were talking about Ulysses Gilbert III. Well, my The love child between uh, Melissa Gilbert of uh, Little House on the Prairie, um, or maybe Marcus Gilbert, I don't know, and Ulysses S. Grant, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that Jeff always laughs at that joke. I mean, that joke's old, but uh, I love that joke. But um, he, um, UG3 has had injuries this year. He's had a rough time with it. So um, so th- that was a guy that you were expecting as being major depth at the beginning of the season. You weren't even really talking about Spillane. You're like, going to be, what if we have to get Spillane in there? We're going to be in trouble. And Spillane is now a guy that people were begging to get back. Yeah, he, and, he, go ahead, Tony. Oh, he, he has. I mean, it's he. He appears to have some upside. Uh, maybe you, you, he was somebody you didn't even think about. So uh, you know, yeah, getting him back there, uh, you know, he seems like maybe he's the, the best athlete of, of, of that crew right now, between Williamson and 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 Vince. So yeah, that would be a, a huge shot in the arm for them. Okay, so we're gonna go to the Ask Tony portion of the show where it's going to be Ask Fast Tony, because Tony's going to give some fast answers to this. Let's see what we do. I might throw my two cents in there, too. Tony, you ready? Sure. Tony's like, I've never heard of this segment of the show before. I've never heard of Fast Tony. Well, it just sounds good. You, you look like you could be Fast Tony in the movies. Like, fast hey, Tony. go see Fast Tony. He's got it for you. Fast Tony knows all. Talk to <laughs> Fast Tony. I'd be in the pool room in a bar somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Oh, gosh. Fernando Aguilar, don't you think the Zebras are not calling holdings and PIs as a rolling, Tony? They certainly didn't yesterday. I mean, you, uh, it seemed like the Browns were getting away with a lot a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff yesterday. It's almost like, uh, dare I say, they wanted the Browns to be in the playoffs. I don't know. what They were letting a lot of stuff go yesterday, that's for sure. The officiating was horrendous yesterday on a few things. Um Usually, I don't complain about officiating. I'll probably complain about that one more. Joel Beckman says, what team is going to overpay for Rudolph next season to get him away from the Steelers after that game? Will there be a team Nobody. that overpays for him? Nobody, because he has one more year to go. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Next year is his rookie, the final year of his rookie deal. Gosh, it, it seems like he's been here longer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snowman is uh, Snowman or Robin Masters, as you like to call him. Great friend of the show. One of the great ones here. Um, Gives us $5. Thank you so much, Snowman. With Mason Rudolph's performance yesterday, do the Steelers give him a contract next year? Hashtag pay Kyle. If you don't know what pay Kyle means, that's Kyle Schofield, son of Big Brosco, Rich Sky Schofield, who helps out. And sometimes writing, and he uh, showed up on the show last week um, with his uncle Dave on the show talking about it. And so they started the hashtag pay Kyle movement. Um, yeah, I got to see if I'm going to pay Kyle. Um, we'll see. I, I think he needs his own show. <laughs> but but Kyle already once paid, so you know I don't know. I, we'll, have, we'll have to go into negotiations for that. What's your thought on Snowman's question, though? Uh, uh, do the Steelers give him a contract next year before he gets to free agency? It all depends on what they, I mean, if he, if they think he's just going to be a backup and maybe he wants to be a starter, well, maybe he wants to try to make it somewhere else. Uh, but if they do think he's the, 
he has a chance to replace Ben after 2021 or 2022, whenever that happens to be, then uh, I can see them giving him a deal. All right. So um, a lot of people are coming in and mentioning uh, Donovan Peoples Jones was the guy that got the got the hit from Sean Davis. Yeah, that's right. Um, is it Donovan? Yeah. Okay. Peoples Jones. That's a cool last name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Chris Burns fun with Peoples Jones. Um, there you go. Jason Pitt. Great last name. I wonder if his last name really is Pitt. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, Fantastic. Could be. I like that. Um, Jason Pitt asked, what did you think about Claypool's performance? Do you think he's primed for a breakout year next year? Kind of like Juju's second year. I'm going to start on this one. I thought he had a breakout year this year. Um, Tony, what do you think about next year? I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he has all the tools you want in, in, in a young wide receiver. He has the size, the speed, the physicality. He, he just he has he has superstar written all over him. It's just a matter of of, of if he can take that next step. Now let me ask you this: A couple of weeks ago, Mike Tomlin said, "I'm not saying he hit the the rookie." Uh, I can't say that. Not saying they hit the rookie wall. I'm just saying that uh, possibly Claypool were were going to be cognizant of that and maybe give him a little less time. Now that he's shown what he could do with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, you know Ben's watching. Ben's looking at it and going, "All right, I'm I'm going to go back to this guy." What do you think? Do you think Ben was watching and thinking, "All right, I that's my that's my weapon." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you pull all the stops. Uh, in the playoffs, and, and he was such a huge weapon for them over the first what eight, ten, twelve games. And you you have to go, you have to go, you have to make him a, a major focal point of your offense because I think he, in, in many ways, he was their most explosive weapon on offense this year. So yeah, poor Nakwenba always makes me laugh. He had he has a very um, he or she, I'm not sure, um, but uh. Portna always says uh, some really funny stuff in the live chat. Mm-hmm. On a scale of zero to Huey Richardson, <laughs> how bad was the Mika fail tackle on the Chubbs TD run? Well, so Huey Richardson wore number 90, but I don't think he's talking about his number there. So if if it's on a scale of zero to Huey Richardson's play, which I don't, I mean, hey, if you make it to the pros, you know, you're better than what I can do. But his uh, performance as a number one draft pick is probably a negative one. So I've got to say, uh, I'll see your Huey Richardson, and I'll raise you a Daryl Sims. Ooh, I was thinking of that name. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we are. We we we, we think alike. Yeah, that's a good one. I I, I thought you were going to come out with a Jermaine Stevens though. Oh no, me. It was Aaron. It's Aaron Jones. The, my my least favorite draft choice ever. Aaron Jones. He, I was so disappointed that day. I wanted Lorenzo White, and they drafted Aaron Jones completely. I don't know where I was. Sixteen years old. I almost cried. Yeah, I I was home. Gosh, I tell you what, nineteen eighty eight was a really strange year because I got mono, and I had mono in nineteen eighty eight from basically the first or second week of January all the way until like uh, April. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch all of the Olympics. All of the the Winter Olympics in Calgary, March Madness, the draft. I watched everything because I was home from school that long. I had a homebound teacher. Uh, man, I I didn't have the typical mono. I had to have the liver and spleen. I was really sick hmm. and uh, got me out of gym class. And I was one of those guys that I don't want to be out of gym class. I love gym class. Mm-hmm. But so 
anyways, so what really, what, why I'm bringing that up is I knew everything about the draft that year. Like the year before, I had a migraine and I couldn't go to school and it just happened to be the uh, the draft started like 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday on ESPN and I got to watch Rod Woodson drop to the Steelers. And um, so I'll, I'll never forget that. But So I'm watching this draft and I'm like, I don't even know who Aaron Jones is. I don't even know if there is an Eastern Kentucky, which there yeah. is. I, I guess I'm right, wrong. But, um, you know, yeah, that was that's one of the disappointments disappointing guys for me um we did we did a uh, a bracket two marches ago that i did on the uh the website with the most disappointing draft pick of all time and i think it was Hugh. it was either huey or it was jermaine and i've got to go back and look but who did so you you would go aaron jones yeah not not quite not quite uh C- cutting a first rounder in the, in the second training camp, but, but uh, certainly not, not pro bowl level performance on that, on that uh, try by Minka. But at the same time, you know, we don't know how, uh, <laughs> how, you know, how, how eager he was to, to put his head in there and, and, and risk injury a week before the, uh, the real thing starts. I got to tell you, Minka was balling though in the second half. He was putting his head in there and a few times, but with Chubb coming at you, that's, you know, do you remember the days when in the second half after a while, defensive backs and linebackers were like, yeah, I'm not getting in front of uh, Jerome Bettis anymore. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it felt for me there. Gyro, um, how much Gyro's another, uh, another one that's always around us here in the live chat. We love hearing from Gyro. How much impact do you think Spillane provides? I'm pretty sure we're undefeated when he plays the whole game. What's your thoughts on that, Tonester? I, I think uh, I was, uh, according to people like, like Jeffrey Benedict and, and, and Kevin and those guys, I mean, he, he, he was doing a lot better in coverage than people maybe thought he could do uh, because he was an undrafted free agent. And he's not Devin Bush, he's, you know, but, but he, you know, he could, he could really, um, make a difference in that regard if he if he comes back. He's not just a, uh, a lay in the wood kind of a uh, run stuffing inside linebacker. He, he seems like he has potential to to, to do the same kind of things as a Devin Bush or you're looking for in that that regard. Uh, or, or you know, not uh, maybe on that same level, but certainly uh, perhaps better than Vince and Avery Williamson. I'm gonna have problems with this name. I've seen it before, but I'm gonna give it a try. A try. Has Jafer. I'm hoping next round Steelers versus Buffalo and Ratbirds versus Kansas City. I got to tell you, that's that's a pretty solid lineup um, as far as games go. Tony and I were talking about uh, who to do for the uh, the retro show next week, and usually we try to coincide it with uh, who the Steelers might be playing next. There's only two opportunities for the Steelers to play next if and only if. They beat Cleveland. I'm not looking past Cleveland. We're not doing that. But this is what people are hoping for. They're hoping for the next round to be Steelers versus Buffalo because they expect the Ratbirds, which is the Baltimore Ravens, for any of you that don't know that, to take on Kansas City after beating Tennessee. That's what a lot of people are expecting. Um, I'm not so sure about that game because that is going to be a great battle. I mean, you you get. Uh, my gosh, you get Derrick Henry going again. He could be dangerous for a lot of teams. The The big X factor here is the Colts, really. The Steelers cannot play the Colts in the next round. 
they cannot play Kansas City in the next round. It's impossible. They can't play those two teams, exactly. and they can't they can't play Cleveland in the next round either. Yeah. Um, so because they're playing them in the first round, yeah, bad. Everyone knows. Stop that. Shut up, bad. Okay, I will. Um, but really, the I'm thinking the Colts are going to struggle against Buffalo. They've got a running game too, and you never know. And we've seen the Colts upset teams in that first round of the playoffs or that second round. They've helped the Steelers out before when they beat Kansas City in 95 to give the Steelers the home game. But yeah, I I just don't know. I'm thinking uh, if the Steelers win, may most likely Buffalo. Um, what are your thoughts, Buffalo and Indy? Oh, I think I think Buffalo. They went in, into the playoffs, uh, or they're heading into the playoffs. The, the way you 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 want to, They're, they have all the momentum in the world. That they seem, Josh Allen seems to be finally uh, be playing at a level that uh, Baker Mayfield hopes to achieve uh, one day. So, and 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 they they just have a great team. So I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna hand it to the Colts pretty easily. Lisa Marie, I don't know if anybody answered this already. Um, if the Bills lose and the Steelers win, who would the Steelers play and where? It would definitely be in Buffalo. Buffalo being that number two seed. Um, that's why uh, now the Steelers, if if Kansas City and Buffalo get out of the playoffs and the Steelers stay in the playoffs, they're the number one seed. Right. That's how it would go. And if all three of those teams would be gone, the winner of the Ravens in Tennessee would have the number one seed. I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, I mean, there's a possibility that the Ravens could end up with home field in the AFC championship game if you get there. Now, nobody else. It's uh, it's not possible for anybody else past the fifth seed to get to end up getting a home game because that's the lowest you can go in this situation. Um, wouldn't that be... Wouldn't it be funny if 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 the divisional round you had five going going against six, which, which could happen, and, and, and neither neither team would be a division winner? It, it would, I think it's pretty funny, and it's probably going to happen one of these days. Yeah, I mean, and it could, and and you never know. I got to tell you what the uh, um, Ezra says: Colts are scary good, but they'll lose, and yeah, they're dangerous, and they stopped playing their game against Pittsburgh too. They stopped running the ball which is really odd to me. John Butte, I think it's Butte. If you had to pick three defensive players who will be on free agency to keep, who would they be? Look, let's let's go ahead and do this without the uh, without thinking about money. Um, just three free agents on defense that you would like to keep. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mike Hilton is number one. And the way he's played this year, Cam uh, Sutton has really impressed me. And, and I don't even know who, who is. A, you're, mi- you're missing a biggie. Who's a free agent after this year? Yeah. Well, it's not, I know it's not TJ. What is one more year? He's hurt. Go. He's hurt. I got nothing. Bud. Bud. Oh, Bud. oh yeah, of course. Oh how, wow! I I just already had written him off as gone because of the, but you said but you you said uh, money's not a factor. Yeah, Bud would be number one then, of course. You know, I, I am liking more and more what I'm seeing out of Mike Hilton every single week. I think he is going to be that guy. I think he's the number one slot corner in the league. Um, I don't think you keep both Cam Sutton 
And uh, you really can't keep both Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton. One of those definitely have to go. Um, Bud won the faceoff last year bet- um, between him and John Har- uh, Javon Hargrave. Let me give you a guy, and I believe he's a free agent next year. And if I'm wrong, somebody needs to correct me on this. I think Tyson Alalalu is possibly a free agent next year. And that's a guy I think they need to keep around. Um, I don't think you have to give him a huge contract, but he's definitely a guy that you want to keep here, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. He's been so invaluable uh, for them this year. And, and here's a guy, it, his first year in the league, he came in with Pouncey and those guys at that draft class. And now he's with a, an organization that, you know, he, he might feel at home here. Who knows? Maybe maybe he, you can get him at a home, hometown discount. Uh, you never know with these kind of things. I mean, you never know where a guy's head is at when it comes to free agency and what, what he's looking for, what his, what, what his priorities are as far as, you know, competition you know, being a, being a competitor versus you know trying to, to seek the, the the highest ideal possible but you know if 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 he's willing to come back for a for a, a discount price I'd, I'd love to have him back he was such a he's been such a great player for them this year so somebody brought up i think uh i think kyle misunderstood me um casey can't lose this weekend yeah of course they can't lose but the problem with that is they can lose the week after that. There's and which would mean there's a possibility that if Baltimore wins, well, not a possibility. If Baltimore wins, they would end up probably going to Kansas City should Cleveland and Indianapolis lose this weekend. So if that were to happen, the Ravens could beat Kansas City. They they're a team that I really think the second time around could beat them. And so, yeah, they could have the home field advantage in the AFC championship game um, if all those other teams lose. But if I did say this weekend, then I did make a mistake, and I'll apologize for it, but uh, I don't think I did. Darren Dalton, should we expect a second-year jump from Carlos Davis? I kind of doubt it. I want to bring up those guys. A lot of people were bringing these guys up. Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs fighting on the sideline. Somebody said yesterday that those guys might not even play this week. No, Mike Tomlin loves that, that they're fighting. You know why? Those guys are fighting for playing time. They're fighting for, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know this for sure, but it seems like they were fighting on who's going out there next and whose turn it was or whatever, because there was a rotation there. I don't know that for sure, but love the fire. Right, yeah, that kind of stuff happens on the sidelines all the time. Coaches and players getting into it, players and players getting into it, teammates. People just, you know, even the Antonio Brown thing a few years ago, people still bring that up, the, the bucket toss. That stuff goes on all the time. I don't know why anybody makes a big deal out of it. It's just, did you see T.J. Watt and Keith Butler going at it like two months ago? They were screaming yeah. at each other. I mean, this stuff happens. It's it's an emotional game. I don't I don't, I don't care about that. People were making fun of it saying, oh, you know, like people who aren't Steelers fans. I mean, but that stuff happens all the time. Um, so Darren, to ask, answer your question, I don't know if he makes a huge jump, but I think he's on the team and he's a valuable reserve. So I, I think Carlos Davis has done so many things that a lot of people didn't really expect him to uh, ever be seen at all this year. Um, so he has actually shown up. And if you look at this draft class, this is the best Steelers draft class oh, ever to not have a number one draft pick. 
It's fantastic. It's been fantastic. People, I think people forget how, how, how valuable these guys, these young guys have been for them this year. I mean, they, they've all like so many of them Dotson, obviously Claypool, uh, they, they've, they've had a uh, high Smith. I mean, come on. It, it, it's, it's been such a, they've, 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 they've saved their bacon in a lot of ways. High Smith is, is probably, uh, is probably the guy that if he had a full season might have, uh, might be your Joe green performance award winner. Um, if the fans had to pick, they'd probably pick for Kevin Dotson. I think Kevin Dotson is the most popular, one of the most popular players in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah. Um, for yeah. the way he's playing and he, and he deserves it. And remember, I just want to go back and say, before you bring up other great drafts, I said without a number one draft pick. Because, what about 1974? Yeah, I knew that was going to come. <laughs> I knew that was going to come. But for not having a number one pick and you go two, three, and four, being two, number two being Claypool, three being Highsmith, four being uh, Dodson, and another four, actually, 4A was McFarland, 4B was Dotson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then number seven being uh, Carlos Davis, and I'm forgetting about Antoine Brooks in there as well. I mean, that's a very good draft. So uh, once again, the free agent that you might want to uh, lock up for one more season might be Kevin Colbert, and it sounds like he might. Um, McFarland uh, has played better. Um as far as that goes, I think it's time to wrap everything up here. Um, Snowman does ask any injury update on Chris Boswell. From what I understand that there's nothing, uh, nothing official. Um, there's a lot of people with the thought process that Boswell will be back this week, that um, he could have possibly played this week. The, and this is just um, hearsay, but uh, he could have possibly played yesterday but it, it's a situation that uh, that you don't risk um, making right. him strain even more. Um, I would think that you see Chris Boswell this week, but that's just coming from my black and gold brain. I don't know for sure. Um, but if I if you put a gun to my head right now and said make a bet, I'm I'm thinking Chris Boswell plays. How about you? Oh yeah, yeah. If if if, if he's even ninety percent, he goes. But I thought Matthew Wright looked really good yesterday. He made that forty-five yeah. yard field goal that Tomlin wouldn't let him kick against Washington. I mean, he's he's been pretty good. These uh, the games that he's played. So, I mean, if they have to go with him, I mean, it's un, it's unfortunate if you don't have Boz. But I, I you know I think I'd feel confident in, in him to at least uh, get be able to get you know make make the uh, the makeable field goals anyway. So. But I do think if Boswell's ninety percent or even close to one hundred percent, he's he's coming back next week. Absolutely. And uh, Mark asks, uh, Mark DeRogatis asks, Ebron, will he play on Sunday? Yeah, probably, unless he tests positive. Um, he he and Cassius Marsh they were contact trait uh, because of contact tracing, um, because uh, being in very close proximity to Joe Hayden. So there you go. With that being said, Tony, it was a lot of fun. Steelers lost yesterday. We don't feel like it was a loss because nobody got hurt to the point that we're worried about. Um, right. You know, we saw Chase Claypool. Um, you might see Chase Claypool on the injury list, but he came back and was balling out after that injury. Um, I don't, uh, the way Mike Tomlin was talking afterwards, that it just does not, I mean, that, uh, that they probably got away pretty good as far as injuries go. 
They got some valuable time for a lot of non-starters. I like that too. They played a team that had to lose, had to win yesterday to get to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And they barely beat the Steelers. So they're playing them again. Great scouting report they got yesterday on them. The Browns don't have that same scouting report. I'm feeling good going into next week. Hopefully this is a celebration hangover next week. Check us out, Tony. Check us out. You don't wait. No, Tony, you don't have to check us out. You're going to be on the show. Well, I mean, you never know. I, I, I might get in trouble between now and next Monday. You might have to replace me because you, know, you never know with my lifestyle. But yeah, <laughs> your lifestyle. <laughs> and by the way, nobody, nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody commented on this, but I was joking to Tony beforehand. We look like we're dressed alike here. We look like we're in prison jumpsuits. We are not. Um, so uh, in the blue prison jumpsuits, we are not. Um, we're not calling you from uh, the state pen. So, so I, I got to tell you that um, a lot of people, I'm sure that's what you're thinking. But hey, check us out all week long. There's going to be so many great shows to listen to. If you haven't listened to Let's Ride this morning with Jeff Hartman on the audio only platform, go ahead and do that. If you haven't checked out the uh, the uh, post game show that we had yesterday, or Michael Beck's post game wrap up w- with the Mike Tom for the Mike Tomlin wrap up, check that out. Live Mike tomorrow morning, audio only tomorrow night. You've got the Scobros. You've got Know Your Enemy coming up with Jeffrey and Mike coming up. That's Wednesday, and then you've got the preview again. With lots of shows like the Stat Geek. You're going to hear them in there. You're also going to hear a retro show coming up too. And Tony, for a retro show, we might have to go back to that Cleveland game, 2002, in the snow for Matu Malafala. Yeah, that would be that's 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 pretty appropriate for this uh, for this matchup. Yeah, I mean it's uh, one one of the Steelers' greatest uh, games in, in history and one of the Browns' worst. Absolutely. So yeah, let's let's do that next. But. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the comments are coming in. They've got uh, five dollars uh, for the commissary. Um, I I remember on Seinfeld when uh, George was dating a girl in prison, and uh, he he gave her some uh, cigarettes so she, they could act as currency. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. But all right, hey, thanks everybody who showed up to check us out today on the Hangover. Everybody's feeling good, except for maybe one guy that. Uh, doesn't even think we should watch the game next week, and that was from the beginning of the show. I can't even remember his name, but uh, hey, watch it. You you might you might really be impressed. It was Art you, Vandalay. Art Vandalay. It was Art something. Art Vandalay. He's a, he, he's an he's an architect. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, for Tony Duffy, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, and thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. We'll see you, friends. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.